the three types of traffic on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I was talking with one of the people that I mentor recently, and he was talking about ideas for building a new website, building a new structure. He's trying to find that perfect idea. He's in that idea phase. We're brainstorming a little bit together. And I said, look, it's, the idea is great, but before you focus on the idea, far more important to focus on where you're going to find customers. That's everything. And finding customers, getting people to visit your store, that's called traffic. And there are three main ways to get traffic in this world. Three main ways that really are effective right now. And of course, the methods change. These numbers are different than they were four or five years ago. And maybe in four or five years again, they'll completely change. But there are three ways to get traffic. The first is you can find it. The second is that you can buy it. And the third is that you can borrow it. Find it means free traffic. This is search engine optimization. This is social media. This is getting a big Instagram following by posting lots of pictures of yourself in yoga clothes or bikinis and transitioning that into selling health products. Borrow it. This is where you get joint venture partners to promote your offer and you pay them anywhere from 12% if you're Amazon to 75% if you're in some of the markets in which I operate. And this is called affiliate or JV marketing. We've talked about being an affiliate before and now we're talking about being on the other side of the picture where you get someone to send you traffic. And the third of course is that you can buy it and this is where you pay for ads. As you know, if you listen to this podcast pretty regularly, I've been struggling with Facebook ads for a while. I've been wrestling with them. After getting my first toe into the water, my Facebook account, my personal account, my ads account got banned because I made a mistake. I learned my lesson, hired someone. Didn't really work out. Now I'm working with number two, someone who is an expert at working with authors, someone who's directly in this space. So let's circle back and talk about one, two, three. Go through each of these different types of traffic and the pros and cons. And the first type we call finding traffic. Some people call it free traffic. For a long time, I worked in the space of search engine optimization. This is where you make a website that's so good and so well put together according to the way that Google wants you to put your website together that Google sends you traffic. Now, of course, some people focus on other sites such as Bing and Yahoo, but unfortunately, Bing and Yahoo combined are about 10% of the market. It's such a small sector. I have a few friends who are masters of things on Bing and they simply can't get enough volume to grow their business, whether it's with free or paid traffic. Unfortunately, the medium is too small. So for a long time, search engine optimization was how I built my business and it's how I first got things going. Unfortunately, now it's a nightmare. It's so hard that I didn't even bother. Yes, I have some SEO companies that handle some basic stuff for me, but I don't depend on it for traffic. The main reason I want to keep my SEO tight is so that if someone types serve no master, Jonathan Green, serve no master, Jonathan Green author into the Google, I want my result to be first. I care more about that than anything else. And then if I write a review of a product, I'd like that to be page one. If you type in pay kickstart review, I'm always number one, two or three. If you type in Grammarly review, I'm usually page one or two. I haven't checked either of these numbers in a month. That's why I don't know. But usually I was tracking them for a while to make sure that at least when I do a really good valuable keyword that's monetizable that I rank at the top. 
But to try and build your whole business around SEO these days is pretty much a nightmare. Google is very hard bear to wrestle with. It used to be easy, it used to be easier. I know yesterday I talked about back in the day stuff. The reason it's always harder is because every three to six months they release a new set of rules. And when I say release, I mean they change the way they rank websites, but they don't tell you what the changes are. So not only do you have to follow the rules, some of the rules are secret. When I used to do SEO, there were 171 factors and now there's over 300. So the reason I say it's harder is because just like the American tax code, they always add stuff, but they never take away. They always make it more and more complicated, more and more difficult. And even the people I know in the field, when I ask them to explain stuff to me, it's so complicated that I go, never mind. It's too much. It's so much overwhelming work. So instead, when I think about finding traffic, I really do mean social media. Now, this is just the beginning. Being able to find social media traffic isn't enough. Recently, and I know this is crazy, but in two episodes in a row, I'm gonna talk about talking to strangers. I normally never talk to strangers, but there was someone here who walked right by my front door, had their laptop out, was trying to get online, was trying to figure out where the Wi-Fi router was, and they were walking around the pool, and they happened to be right in front of me. I talked to him for a few minutes. This is someone who goes, oh, I used to do this, and now I have a couple hundred thousand Instagram followers. And I said, wow, you must be making a killing. And he goes, oh, I haven't made a penny from it. And then he tells me he has another friend who has a huge following on a YouTube channel who also makes nothing. And I said, what? <laughs> have you tried to sell people anything? And he goes, well, no, I haven't tried. And I go, well, of course you haven't made money then. So traffic alone isn't enough. You then have to do the rest of what I teach, which is turning traffic into money. But today we're just talking about traffic. And here's how you can build a social media following very quickly, especially with Instagram. This is so simple, anyone can do it. Take pictures that are amazing. That's step one, since it is a picture-taking platform. Then, when you post each picture, you add 10, 20, 30 hashtags. You find the best hashtags by going to hashtagify.com, and you find hashtags that are very popular. For example, when I post anything, I use things like surfing, vacation, tropical. I look up all the hashtags that are related to that, and I just take pictures of my island. I don't do a lot as you know with social media, but when I do this on Instagram, I double my following every time. People will see my pictures, I live on a tropical island. It's actually, Instagram's super easy for me because I live on a tropical island, I take a picture of just about anything, it looks amazing. And as long as you put the right hashtags on it, the people who search by hashtag will find your great stuff, they'll like it, comment on it, and they'll often follow you if you have loads of great pictures. Really, really simple. I hired a new girl to help me run my social media because I'm not a good social media person. I can take the pictures, I'll do all that. But then the rest of it, scheduling stuff, organizing and that stuff, I don't have the time to do it. So she helps to take my messages and get them out there. And last week, in just the first five days working together, she doubled my Instagram following from like 900 to 1800. Nowhere near the hundreds of thousands that this guy I talked to had, but at the same time, in just a week, we started growing those numbers. So you don't need to have a huge following initially, and there's other ways to do it on every platform. So this is free traffic, this is finding traffic, where instead of spending money, you're spending time either tightening up the structure of your website, writing, writing lots and lots of blog posts. As you know, I have lots of content. I have something around 200 blog posts and podcasts on my website at this point. So I have pretty good depth of content. But all of the stuff I've done on my blog doesn't matter unless I manually move it over to social media and kind of set up all of these different things. And it's outside my area of expertise. I only have a finite amount of time. That's why I brought in an outside person. And the great thing is, this is another person who's moving to another tropical island near mine, another surfing tropical island, so she can actually begin to take pictures where she lives and upload them to the profile for me and there'll still be amazing pictures of beautiful places. Really great. You can do similar things with pictures of food or pictures of dogs or pictures of whatever you wanna take pictures of and build a following on Instagram. It's pretty easy to do Instagram right now actually. 
And if you're a beautiful woman, even easier, you just take pictures yourself all the time and you can become someone who's sponsored by some of the big yoga brands. That's a very popular business model right now, different than mine, but I totally respect it because you can make a killing. When you want to go beyond this type of traffic, you can then go into the second realm, which is borrow traffic. And borrow is a little bit of a misnomer because you do end up paying for it. You just pay for it afterwards. For example, if you run a webinar with a partner, you say, hey, I've got this product. Why don't you send a bunch of traffic and we'll split the money? They send you the traffic, but they get half the money. So that's the borrowing. You're borrowing the traffic and then on the back end, anything you sell, you give them half. This is a standard business practice. This used to be the business model I ascribe to. It's simply being someone who has a product or a site and you pay the affiliate. So before we've talked in the past about being the affiliate, now we're talking about the other side, being the person who's paying the affiliate. And there are pros and cons to this. The benefit is that you can make a product and if you make a good sales page, if you're any good at copy, you can immediately get traffic. You can immediately start getting customers. So you can actually focus on two key aspects of your business, building a product or building a sales page, and then you can find the traffic by someone else doing it. The danger is that you never own your business. When your traffic comes from JVs, your business cannot be sold. The business value, the market value of a business with 100% JV traffic is zero because you don't actually own your business. For example, let's say I'm an affiliate for your business. You sell something amazing and I send you 1,000 sales a day. Every time you sell something, make $10, you're making $10,000 a day. That's a pretty good business because your business is making a little over three and a half million dollars a year pre-tax. You think, wow, I'm making three and a half million dollars pre-tax. Average sale price of a business is three times yearly revenue in my business. I can sell it for 10 to $12 million. You put your business on the market and the first offer you get is for around $50,000 because that's really what your business is worth approximately. Instead of being worth three times yearly, it's worth five to 10 times daily. Now, if you're lucky, you can find someone who pay you three times monthly. That will be lucky. That's the highest you can consider your business worth because at any given time, I can decide to promote something else. Let's say because I'm promoting you and we're just doing an example, it's a 50-50 split. Every time I sell your product, I make $10 and you make $10. So I'm also making 3.6 million. But then a competitor to yours emails me and goes, hey, I'll give you 60%. So now I start making $4 million a year. It's an extra half a million dollars. That's pretty nice. And you are making zero while this new guy's making 3 million. Boom, your business died in one day. Sounds horrifying, happens all the time. I do it to people all the time as an affiliate. If someone puts out a better product or better tool or better piece of software than you're making, I will replace that link with yours and it's so easy. I use a piece of software called Pretty Link Pro. This little plugin is how all of my links say servenomaster.com backslash link. If you go to servenomaster.com backslash Grammarly, it takes you right to the free trial of Grammarly. That's a link I made a while ago. It's had over a thousand clicks. People use that link all the time. If I decide to switch from Grammarly to another product that's an even better spell check product. I can't imagine, you know, I'm a big believer in Grammarly. All I have to do is go into the back of my website, click on the link that says Prelink Pro, open up the Grammarly link and change it. I copy the new link and paste it over the old one and click save. And when you go to servemaster.com backslash Grammarly, it will take you to a different piece of software. It'll take you to the better software. It takes me less than 10 seconds to change out a link and replace it. I don't have to go through my whole website and change everywhere I have backslash Grammarly to the new link. I don't have to do that. Now I have a friend whose business is like that and he has 10,000 links, he has to manually change them all the time. That's why I don't do it that way. That's why I handle all of my links through one central tool. 
and that's why the tool exists. It's not just for convenience, it's not just for linking the links pretty, it's so that when I need to change something, I can easily do it. Now I've also seen where the business owner does it to the affiliate. I know someone who, they were promoting a really big product, they were sending traffic all the time, and then the owner, without telling him, turned off the product. So my friend goes, where'd all the sales go? And he looks, product's gone. Now it's an opt-in page. This is why you have to check your links, because people do it on both sides of each other. As much as affiliates and business owners are best friends, at the end of the day, we're all mercenaries. And it's really all about me, and you're all about you, and that's just how business is. So the affiliate is always gonna find the product that sells the most and makes them the most money, and the business owner is gonna do the same thing. It's always looking to maximize their profits. So when your traffic is borrowed, you're on a limited cycle. It's a really great way to jumpstart your business, and I have some friends that are really good at it right now, but I don't do a lot of JV traffic. If you found me, most likely you found me directly from Amazon or from another source or from social media. It's possible you found me through someone else, but most likely it's through that or through me appearing at an event, a summit or a live event where I did a talk. I don't do a lot of JV traffic because it's kind of low quality traffic. Not that the people are low quality, but here's the problem. Let's say Jack Smith found me through a JV promotion. You know, an affiliate sends traffic to me and now Jack Smith is on my mailing list, which is awesome, but he's also on the affiliate's mailing list. Now that affiliate will promote everything he can. So now he's sending traffic all over town. So Jack Smith appears on 10 email lists. And if you're a Jack Smith, or if you're a normal person, you probably know what I'm talking about. So now, instead of getting one email a day, you get an email from me, you get an email from me and nine emails from other people. So what you create is a problem that is called signal to noise, or crowded marketplace, or banner blindness. If you see too many ads, you see no ads. I pretty much ignore billboards, and most people do. We see so many that we react to almost none of them. When you see ad after ad after ad, you ignore it, and the same thing happens with emails. And what can happen, and I know this because I used to be in the JV business, I used to have a much larger following, but every single person who followed me also followed anywhere between 10 and 100 other people. So even though you can have a larger list, the quality is much lower, not because the people are lower quality, but because the people are getting inundated with messages. You may have noticed that I don't promote affiliate stuff. I only recommend tools that I actually use. I don't recommend anyone else's training courses. Not because other training courses don't work, but because it creates shiny object syndrome for you. You get overwhelmed with too many different options and it creates signal to noise problems for me. You'll stop hearing my message because you start hearing messages from 5, 10, 20 other people. So it actually hurts both of us. But this is borrowing traffic. Now it's a really good way to jumpstart your business. You borrow a bunch of traffic, you can build up a list of 10, 20,000 people in a couple of months. And with that list, you can begin to do other things. You can begin to build other directions. So it's a really good way to jumpstart a business. I'm just not a big fan of making it your only source of traffic. I believe you should have a mix of all three sources of traffic. But this is the fastest way to get traffic. The third way to get traffic is buying traffic. I've always been bad at buying traffic. Just being honest with you. I can't explain why. I think it's my approach. I'm very comfortable spending a huge amount of money to put processes in place to then get free traffic. But when you're doing pay traffic, it's always been a challenge for me. For me to finally get to the point where I'm investing lots of money in Facebook ads took me years of thinking about it. But I finally realized I gotta pull the trigger. And you know, I talked about it a couple months ago where I finally started running Facebook ads. And of course, three days later, my account got banned and now I have a business account. And I'm very, very cautious not to break the rules. Facebook has very, very specific and strict rules, just like Google does for their ads. 
I haven't learned all of their system and all the rules, so I'm hiring someone else. Paid traffic, here's how it works. You can buy traffic in lots and lots of different places. Now, I personally do buy traffic that I run myself from two sources. I buy traffic from Amazon. I run paid ads on Amazon all the time. There's a very good chance if you bought my book, it's from one of my paid ads on Amazon. I also buy ads from several book vendors in between. A couple, there's a couple of book services that let you run ads and they're totally worth it. So I buy a lot of traffic in this way. The other type of traffic I buy is called a mail drop. This is where I pay someone to send out an email to all their followers and say, hey, one of Jonathan's books is free today. Hey, one of Jonathan's books is 99 cents today. Jonathan's book is on promotion. And I buy this type of traffic about once a month to make sure that my books stay fresh, that they're always in people's minds. All the things combined, they come together and they're very valuable for me. They're absolutely worth it. These types of traffic I feel comfortable with. The other type of traffic is where you run an ad on a platform like Facebook, Google, Bing, Yahoo, and you pay per view, which is the number of people that view the ad, or you pay per click, the number of people that click on the ad and go to your page that the ad is recommending. Now the process here, it's math, but it's actually really simple. For every dollar you spend on ads, you wanna make a dollar and one penny. As long as you do that, you can become infinitely rich. For a dollar, you make a penny. For $10, you make 10 cents. For $100, you make a dollar. For $1,000, you make $10. For $10,000, you make 100. For $100,000, you make 1,000. So if you had $100,000, you could spend it every single day. And at the end of the year, you make $365,000. Now, obviously, you wanna have a little bit better than a 1% ratio, but even at a 1% ratio, if you have an ad that's perfectly working, you can expand and you can scale up infinitely. And every time you make more money, you take that profit, put it back in. So even if you can only afford to spend $10 the first week, the next week you can afford to spend $10.10, week after that $10.11, kind of like that. And this is how most people do it. And this is where people bring credit cards into their business so that you can spend the money today, but you don't have to pay the credit card for 30 days. And by then you've gotten paid by whoever is buying the traffic or whoever is paying you for the traffic. Now when it's arbitrage, I buy traffic from Facebook, I remote, and then I resell the traffic to someone else as a JV. That's arbitrage. But when you buy the traffic for your own products, that's when you're doing your own media buying. And it's also called media buying, it's buying ads. With this type of traffic, you have to have a little bit of money to get into the game. You have to invest money. And they say to get into pay traffic. I don't know if this is still true. That's what people said 10 years ago. You need about $5,000 just to start playing with it. And if you have $5,000 and you have a spend each day of less than $100, in about six months, you can really learn the art of buying traffic. But it has to be the only thing you're doing. And because I'm doing so many other things, I simply don't have time. Just like I don't have time to run my social media as much as I would like to, I don't have time to run all of my media buying. And in fact, the team I hired to run Facebook ads are also gonna take over my other ad campaigns for me to give me more time. And it's a very simple formula. So now, let's say you're hiring someone to do your paid traffic and let's do a little math. Let's say hypothetically, and this is pretty standard, depending upon who you're working with, they charge anywhere from 500 to 2,000 to $5,000 a month. Depends how serious the person you're working with is. Some companies charge you right out the gate $5,000 a month plus spend. That means you have to pay for the ads yourself. So the $5,000 is just for them to run your ads. That is not how much I'm paying my team, but I have a friend who charged that much. I can't afford her. She's one of the best in the world. And if you are ready to spend that amount of money, you want the best in the world, I can introduce you to my friend. She is the best, one of the best media buyers in the world. And she works with some of the biggest brands in the world because she's so good at it. But to get on her radar, $5,000 a month plus spend. Other companies charge you flat fee and then a percentage of spend. I've seen companies where they charge you like $2,000 a month and then 10% of what your ad spend is. So if they're managing a $10,000 budget, you pay them another $1,000. If they're managing a million dollar budget, you pay them another $100,000. If I was 
a media buyer, that's what I would charge, but as a customer, that's not what I want to pay because it means you have to constantly adjust your profit margins. So let's say, let's just stick with it and say you're paying $1,000 plus spend. So that means you pay a flat $1,000 fee, everything else, there's no extra fees, there's no hidden fees, there's no extra percentage fee because the math gets too hard there. That means I need to make a profit between my ads cost and my profit on the back end. So if I spend a dollar and make two, I need to spend at least $1,000 a month so I have $1,000 in profit so that I break even with paying off my media buyer. This is where knowing your numbers becomes critical. You have to know not just the value of a person on the day. When I buy traffic, when I do media buying, I don't sell anything. I usually offer free copies of a product or a free training or a free gift. I just want to get the email address. I want to start the relationship. I want to get someone and I'll pay for this. I'll pay 20 cents, 30 cents, a dollar, depending upon which source the traffic's coming from, to start listening to this podcast. Because I know that once people listen to this podcast, eventually a certain percentage of them spend money with me. And I know all those numbers. I don't know it. My software knows it. I have software that tracks everything. So it says, oh, when you buy it, traffic from this source, you make your money back over the next 14 days or the next 21 days. So this is where you have to get more precise with your tracking so that you can follow and make sure you're profitable. People at first, well, if you're beanie buying as an affiliate or if you're just dabbling, you try to make a profit on day one. You say, oh, I'm gonna take traffic, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna spend $100 today on, I wanna make back $100 today and I'm gonna send them straight to my product. I'm gonna send them straight to my course. Now, I've dabbled with this in the past with other types of media buying and sometimes you can make your money back the first day, but it's pretty hard. When you have the long view, you have more to work with. Most people I know, the goal with media they buy is to make their money back within 30 days. I know someone in the dating space, it takes him 90 days. He sends someone an ad every day for 90 days and on the 90th day he breaks even, which means on day 91 he goes into profit. Now, that sounds ridiculous until you know this guy now has private plane money. I was hanging out with him three years ago in San Diego. We are at a party. He got bored, rented a private plane, went to Vegas to go to a party, flew back in the morning. That's not the level I'm at. That's way... <laughs> I've never been private plane bored. But I have a couple of friends who are at that level. So what he's doing, even though it seems crazy, it's very effective because he has the long view. Now, there is a difference between hoping you make your money back in 90 days and knowing you'll make your money back in 90 days. And he knows because he's very precise with his tracking. So there's more room for looseness when you're using the first two types of traffic. Once you get to pay traffic, you have to be super, super, super on point. You have to be very strict and very regimented and track your numbers. So these are the three types of traffic and I do recommend you apply a mix of all three. And as you follow me and visit my website, you'll notice that I use a mix of all three. I am constantly putting out new blog posts and podcast episodes and content on the website as part of my SEO regime, for my free traffic regime. I now have a lovely lady helping me with my social media as part of my other part of finding traffic regime. I'm doing more and more. I am opening up the doors to fill a few affiliates that want to send me traffic. And finally, I'm really going feet first into buying ads on Facebook and several other platforms. And I'm also in talks with another person who's an expert, an absolute expert, I'm buying traffic from Google and I may move into that as the next area so that I then am buying traffic from a fourth source. As long as it's profitable, I don't mind. So these are the areas that I'm moving into and these are the three main types of traffic. And as you're building your business, you can do them in any order. I do recommend you master one, then the next, then the next. But at a certain point in your business, you really need to have control of all three. And when you do, 
That's when you have a business that really takes care of your lifestyle, provides you with the income you want, and when you're ready to exit, you can actually sell that business. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.